This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're tuned in to the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Kebun Bandar Hijrah Warrior is an initiative that plans to empower the homeless community by equipping them with urban farming skills. The program, executed by Persatuan Kebajikan Golongan Asnaf dan Gelandangan, together with DBKL, wants to give participants from the community a fighting chance to turn over a new leaf. And they see urban farming and the skills that they can gain from it as a perfect platform for the community. Rashidan Rashid, Chairman of Persatuan Kebajikan Golongan Asnaf dan Gelandangan and the President of Persatuan Lestari Alam Malaysia, joins us to share the story. Okay, uh, I'm Rashdan Rashid from Persatuan Kebajikan Golongan Asnaf dan Gelandangan Kolompok Selangor or else uh, we call it KASGA K-A-S-G-A and also at the same time I am the President of Persatuan Lestari Alam Malaysia aka My Nature Alright, that's me Maybe before we talk deeper maybe you can just tell us uh, how you've been coping with the pandemic Oh, if you ask me how I cope with the pandemic yeah. Alhamdulillah, thanks God that uh, myself, I know that I'm healthy, that's one thing, okay, been running around all these years, all this while, okay, so Alhamdulillah, I really look after my health very well, I drink a lot of water, I do uh, sleep well, and then uh, why, the reason I need to make sure I am 100% fit because I need to help a lot of people, if you get to know my association, Kebajikan Asnaf Englanangan. So we are talking about thousands of people, you see. Not just the homeless, but we are talking about the urban poor. People who live in the poverty. So there are many of them. So I need to make sure myself fit. I need to make sure that my team fit. Because uh, we believe that this pandemic will be will be a long period that we're going to face this uh, pandemic. So once again, I say that I am Alhamdulillah. I'm good. But a bit tough when we want to organize Uh, activities, you know, uh, during this time. So, so far, uh, we are fine. We are doing okay and hope the best lah in the future, inshallah. According to Rashidan, his Kebun Bandar Hijrah Warrior Initiative started earlier this year after they identified the potential participants that would be involved. This actually happened, started 24th of January. We started to save them, uh, to bring them to the center to ensure that They are safe from this uh, COVID-19 since 24th of January. And then uh, on the 8th of March, the first batch transfer them uh, to this uh, transformation center in Taman Desa. So that's where we call it Anjong Kelana. And that's where how the Minister of Territory, Tan Sri uh, Town Planner Anwar Musa, announced uh, that our uh, street friends, Uh, no longer being called Glandangan, but we call it Hijrah Warriors. So we have two. One, the Hijrah Warriors is those who actually we managed to uh, rescue them or save them. And then another one, those actually still by the roadside, still that really need to be helped. Lah. Okay, so the situation that happening now, we have one that moving forward and the other one is still there and we believe uh, there'll be more in the future. So, Uh, that's for now lah I can see mm. um, as an organization you work closely with Anjong Singa and also Anjong Klana right um, can you perhaps share a bit what they do and what's the difference between the two Anjong Singa and Anjong Klana okay uh, Anjong Singa actually we have another one uh, actually Anjong Kembara Anjong Kembara actually is the transit if you get to know this Bulatan Pahang in Bulatan Pahang we have another center we call it Pusat Transit 
but uh, it's been re- renamed it uh, into Anjung Kembara. Okay, so Anjung Kembara and Anjung Singa actually they are the same. So they are just a place where that our street friends or our our homeless friend they just go there and then stay there uh, overnight and then uh, at this transit pusat transit or Anjung Kembara. Yes, okay. A bit confused because the the, the rebranding thing or rename things. Okay, so uh, this Anjung Kembara and Anjung Singa. Two uh, places whereby that uh, run by Yayasan Kebajikan Negara, they taking care of those uh, walk-in homeless. All right, one in Anjung Singgah, a bit small, but the one that in Bulatan Pahang, Anjung Kembara, quite big. Okay, uh, they can accommodate about almost hundred packs if I'm mistaken. But this Anjung Klana, the one that my organisation taking care of uh, actually this is the massive one because we not just keeping them there we empowering them okay as everyone know now we are focusing more into bringing them to next level whereby that after uh, i can see one and a half months they've been kept in this temporary center in central as i said we brought them in on the 8th of march then we start to develop a piece of land Previously was this Taman Desa Water Park. It's a Desa Water Park. Okay, so we've been given this approval by TNB, uh, by the uh, land office to develop uh, farming activities. Okay, the farming activities, we have cucumber and, and, and so on. So I will I will uh, explain it later. Lah. Okay, I will detail it later. Okay, so this is the difference between two. Lah. One is for the temporary, what do call that, usage uh, for the homeless. But this one is a bit uh, long period. The minimum is three months, but we are planning to extend it another three months. So we have three months of intervention and then the three months of hands-on practice, you see? So uh, six months of empowering the homeless or hijrah warrior. Mm. So what kind of programs do you have at Anjung Klana? Okay, I will recap how uh, we started this. When we got to know, when we interview out of 79, the first batch, Only 23 actually interested, wanted, uh, they said they wanted to be part of this uh, farming project. So, and then uh, what happened when uh, they reached Anjung Klana on the 8th of March, only a few uh, turned up. Okay, not many. So what we did during El Sento, actually we trained them about the basic of urban farming. So we start with microgreen. Okay, uh, this is a very simple It's not a rocket scientist uh, farming activity. It's a very basic. And then from there, we know. Okay, we know that uh, not many actually really keen to be part of the project. And then uh, when we go to Anjung Klana, when we move to Anjung Klana, we brought them in. So uh, only a few, not even 10 of them participate from the beginning. So we do the land clearing together with them. We do the land clearing and then uh, we are lucky because the minister himself, he contributed about $25,000, his personal, his family uh, fund uh, and so on to develop this uh, fertigation cucumber, okay, uh, fertigation technique, okay, technique, which is cucumber. So uh, togetherness with our homeless friend or hijrah warrior. So we prepare. Okay, the cucumber uh, set up or the fertigation. And then at the same time, they still have many uh, more ample space there. So we grow corn, we grow okra, okay, or ladyfinger, we grow eggplant, okay, or brinjols and, and roselle. And then, and, and minimums lah. So that is the first, first uh, part 
we have ample land just under this TNB pylon in front of in front of the center in Taman Desa and then at the same time slowly we develop the internal part the the inside uh, area uh, which that we transform a small space into an urban farming activity so we have two uh, activities day in day out there uh, one is the farming activity more to the big scale we have the cucumber and acid corn and so on and then the smaller part actually is, is the inside the compound of the the anjong clanner lah so we do uh, very basic we have vessels we have small stuff like you know uh, brazil spinach Okay, uh, and then a few lah, a few more, or like lemongrass and so on. It's just, it's just to make sure that they occupy. Uh, but the one that outside, that one is the real, the real farming all about lah. There's numbers of demand, a lot of people who actually looking forward to help them to and buy what what the they produce lah. Okay, so that's the two activities inside and outside of Anjoklana. Urban farming is in Rashidan's blood and running Kebun Bandar Hijrah Warrior is a natural progression to what he has been doing all these years. So, <laughs> this is my, my forte, lah, see? because I develop a lot of uh, farms, community farming. Okay, community farming, uh, not just in KL, Slang or elsewhere. Uh, that's the reason why uh, I got to know there are many unused land, you know, belong to the government, belong to the GLC the private and many more so okay so even individuals there's a lot of land actually and then uh, i think everyone know that in malaysia our soil is one of the best in the world so and because we have the uh, because the climates we have what 20 i mean uh, 365 uh, of sunlight you know that's the reason why we tend to make farming as the activity firstly because we want them to know that how the government really want to transform them Okay, because as I said, uh, the Ministry of Federal Territory are working very hard to ensure that this project becomes successful. So, Alhamdulillah, thanks God that we manage uh, to transform numbers of them. Not many, but still, okay, rather than nothing. Because the previous uh, plan, when they send, they try to engage with uh, factories, you know, uh, any industries like uh, food court, uh, like this pasar and so on. Mostly all of them, they turn back and come back to to the roadside lah no? so by having a piece of land to this temporary lah it's a temporary usage of land for our hijrah warrior so we believe that they will uh, upgrade themselves okay they can move forward they can make use of whatever support whatever uh, advantages that we everyone contribute to them so they can do wonders with uh, activity of i mean with urban farming activity and then at the same time what i can say this is a very crucial you see uh, when we're talking about food security so they know that everyone contribute for their for the meals and so on when they are in this anjong planet and so on so we encourage them start to give in, instead of just collect receive you know so it's a we try to 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 change their mind so by having farming as an activity daily activity so we believe that is part of their mental all that uh, it's a mental health solution you know it's like therapy for them so that's why we try our best to 
instead of the normal uh, working activities so we change uh, into a farming lah so we'll be more intact with the environment and so on so that's why we 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 choose farming all right um can you walk us through their schedule what's their schedule right working at the farm in the morning after their routine you know after the breakfast okay after the breakfast or if monday for monday wednesday and friday we have our our army okay our atm come and uh, have this an hour exercise you know a routine exercise and then after the the activity exercise uh, we have two uh, two uh, segment uh, one segment actually is outside the the center which is that the the farm the big farm okay so what they do in the uh, early in the morning they do the weeding you no know, they do weeding uh they pluck all this uh the yields and so on so one group do the weeding one group doing the 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 plucking okay because uh we have produce you know uh, almost every day you know after after may lah i mean just nice after fasting month so everything started so we already have the yields lah okay then uh for the inside one they planting they do a lot of planting they do a lot of pruning and so on for this urban farming so the 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 in the indoor part the daily activity they do watering they do weeding you know and then for the group inside they do pruning except for the corn recently because once we harvest the corn so they do all the clearing they do all the clearing and then we teach them how to do compost so this is another important components in urban farming so uh, we start teaching them how to do compost in fact so we also uh, expose them uh, with this uh, black soldier fly compost we brought a few uh, there and then we teach them you know how that black soldier fly can be one of the solution for food waste okay and then from there it become a fertilizer and then they make use so this is is part of the learning activities okay uh, for them and hopefully in the future maybe numbers of them can be uh, entrepreneur or maybe like social entrepreneur in the future we never know so because we are only our fourth months this is only our fourth months so uh, we do our best to expose them so that they can utilize they can make use uh, whatever facility that we offer them okay especially the land lah because we have uh, many lands that uh, can be used for urban farming That was Rashidan Rashid, Chairman of Persatuan Kebajikan Golongan Asnaf dan Gelandangan. He's also the President of Persatuan Estari Alam Malaysia. And he joins us today to talk about his Kebun Bandar Hijrah Warrior, an urban farming initiative that employs and empowers the homeless community. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and you're listening to I Love KL on BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin. Joining me this week is Rashidan Rashid, Chairman of Persatuan Kebajikan Golongan Asnaf dan Gelandangan and the President of Persatuan Lestari Alam Malaysia. He's here to talk about his latest effort, Kebun Bandar Hijrah Warrior, an urban farming initiative that tries to empower the homeless community by teaching them farming skills. Now, what will happen to the participants after they have completed the program at the farm? Here's Rashidan with the answer. 
Okay, uh, what we have in mind uh, after they're ready to go, okay, after six months, okay, the three months, we got to know them. Okay, we want to know their background and then uh, why they've been homeless and so on. So that's the first phase done. Okay, the second phase actually is to make sure that they, they know uh, what they will face uh, when they live out this uh, new planner. So uh, what we do, actually, uh, we engage with numbers of existing farm, friend of association farms. Uh, we have one in Jandar Baik called Fitrah Farm. Okay, if you go to the Facebook, you can see two of them actually already went there. Not two, four, sorry, four of them went there and then got to know about organic farming. Okay, uh, so uh, we send them and then we have another plan for the second phase to bring them to a bigger farm in Jalebu, Chalin Food Forest, in Kenaboy Jalebu. So we want them to stay there, okay, uh, probably three months or maybe more so that they are ready to uh, manage their own farm in the future. So once they're really uh, keen to run their own farming, uh, which that we uh, just focusing more on organic because yeah, uh, we want to go for organic nowadays. So uh, we can get we can get uh, many support you know, from many agencies like Department of Agriculture, uh, even the Pekeso also. They're keen to be part of this. Uh, so we have all that corporate, you know, like Bank Rakyat, perhaps they are one of our new what they call it partner even Mr. DIY as well so Mr. DIY also not just offering them big farming so other any other stuff as well so saying that uh, once they are ready mentally okay the first three months and then physically the next three months and maybe more because it's depending right and depending on their their their, their health condition so after they're really uh, ready to go then we start to bring them uh, to the real uh, farming activity. So we engage uh, with our partner probably like maybe a year or two. Then uh, we can see results from there. So overall, I can say that uh, this Hijrah Warrior, we can see the, the success story probably in 2025, I believe. So in 2025, we can see that the Hijrah Warrior can come back to inspire the existing landangan, the homeless, you know, to duplicate, you know, what they've been doing and at the moment, okay, touch wood, hopefully. So that's what we want, lah, you know. So we want them actually to be the game changer. We want them, if they're not into much into into uh, become a grower, we want them to be called that a circular economy practitioner, you know, doing uh, recycle, you know, uh, waste management and so on. So actually this thing uh, related. So our our main goal, we want them to move forward. So this is that is what we have lah in mind. All right. Okay. So you mentioned earlier how important it is to equip them with the skills, right? Uh, in this case, uh, skills to farm. But at the same time, how important is it to also equip them with other skills or other preparations to make them ready for the new world? For example, uh, like I think you mentioned earlier that you know you're trying to equip them uh, mentally and as well as well as physically. Um, what are some of the examples of you trying to prepare them within those aspects as well? Actually, there are many. Uh, in fact, other than the, the, what we are planning for them, uh, I can say honestly, uh, there are numbers of them are not really participate. Okay, what uh, we design, what we have designed for them. So uh, what we do, we give some soft skill training, you know, like uh, swing, you know, swing, uh, like we are doing uh, crafting, you know, 
craft so what else yeah because hmm, my in my mind most of the time is farming so but we have partners who go there once a while uh, to share with them about career undertaking uh, in many sector but as for now we have other than farming upcycling yes upcycling activity so they turn a plastic bottle into furniture and so on all right and then uh, and also upcycling using the sewing machine that uh, we got uh, sponsored by our partners so uh, other than jeans apa repairing you know uh, doing alteration and so on so they also doing something for the upcycle you know like jeans and so on lah that is a few activities happening currently other than uh, farming lah so there are options for them if they don't want to take up farming as well lah yeah yeah All right. Um, what about compensation? Do you give them any like monetary compensation uh, when they work at the farm? For the first three months, they are doing voluntary because we want to to see their commitment. So after three months, uh, so we start giving them allowance. So it's not salary, okay? So start give them allowance to do this farming at uh, Anjoklana, okay? And then uh, we have also offer from uh, our association farming friends okay to uh, bring them out okay like uh, this one in Bukit Beruntung and also Sungai Buaya almost 300 acres of land they are doing uh, bananas they are doing all this contract farming and so on but uh, our association won't allow, won't allow that happen at the moment okay main reason because we believe that if they are not ready we don't want them to come back Okay, uh, with uh, empty hand, so that that's the reason why we don't pamper them. We don't really give them enough money for them to actually uh, to conf- to focus on on farming. So for now, uh, we just give them allowance. Okay, but if they really want to go, uh, then uh, we'll make sure that our partner, okay, do to offer them job, so to pay them. As minimum as the our our standard na, national uh, minimum wage na, so thousand three and all. So that is happening, uh, but not from our circle yet because we still have another one and a half months to go lah. You know before we we are ready to to send them to the to the field lah. So not for now. So for now it's only just allowance. Okay, allowance for them maybe to buy their necessities you know uh, so because we we have sponsored for the territories and so on but yeah uh, when they know they do things they want something back in return so we compensate them with a very minimum allowance you know so at least for them to to share uh, with the rest of the homeless those who are not uh, participating in any of activity just lay back there so saying that once they participate they will get uh, incentive from us. All right. Okay. What's the reception like among them so far? Okay. To be honest, uh, yes. Uh, earlier, as I told you, we interviewed about 23 of them. But when it happened, only uh, half the numbers turned up. And then from the numbers, I can say 12, only six actually are really participate or really do it seriously i mean i can say from day one until today only six actually really focusing on on the goal of being the 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 hijrah warrior so the rest they are still like in limbo i can say that 
So they're still 50-50. And because this is very new, the initiative is very new. Yes, we see or we already see the result in the media, you know, in everywhere people keep talking about this project and so on. Because people see the yields, you know, the, the, the produce from the farm and so on. But six of them are actually really keen into doing a farming. All right. The rest, they are not uh, much into this because they don't see what's the future lies, uh, what's going to happen for them after the new batch coming in. Because I've been told uh, in, in less than a month, there will be numbers of the new batches coming in. So currently, our team are trying our best to engage with the, the batch of, we, uh, now it's the third batch. Okay, So we are trying our best to ensure that the third batch, at least half of them, half of them, uh, into farming. Reason why we have a strong feeling because the place already ready to accept whoever will come. Because the first and second batch, nothing much they see during when when I mean when they they've been transferred there. So it's just uh, 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 an empty space, you know, everywhere. But until things start growing, you know, everything that uh, now in, is already in place. In fact, that we already have a nursery. We have two of our hijrah warrior focusing more on nursery. Okay, so uh, there are many things to come soon in the future. So time will tell lah. Okay. Are Are you planning to persuade uh, those who are a bit more reluctant to to participate? Oh yes, yes. We've been instructed by the <laughs> ministry so that every one of them actually we have a full capacity of ninety six. Say ninety six capacity. I mean the full capacity of this uh, Anjung Planet actually is ninety six. Uh, we only managed to fill up half of it. Okay, uh, but when you know it's a new place and then uh, most of them they know each other. They have their own thought. Probably they say that this is just a temporary uh, effort, which that they don't know. Our association, the ministry, and then also our our city hall, uh, really want to help them. Really want to bring them to the next level. You see, unfortunately, uh, numbers of them don't have that in mind. So they thought it's just a temporary base for them to stay, and then uh, hopefully that they can come back to where they belong and so on. So wish that it's not. It's not it's actually. Uh, we need to do more engagement. Meaning that it's not just farming, any sector, okay, any sector, and and the best part, and also recently, uh, we have a group of young chaps uh, doing this takoyaki business. They are doing good. This uh, the brand is takoyaki bro. So they willing to come there every week to train the homeless while feeding them, and also to train them and show them if they really want to change, they want to do a business. The ministry already approve uh, for them to run a business anywhere in federal territory uh, ministry uh, area you see because uh, everyone know for KL uh, those who the hawkers they can run the business uh, with support from the city hall and this is where the opportunity this homeless the hanjong apa the hijrah warrior can also be a hawker become own i mean running their own business or maybe selling not just uh, takoyaki probably a simple one, burger, you know, so they can come uh, and hawker, so they can earn something. So instead of just uh, receiving, they also can giving back, lah, you know, for the better sake. All right. So um, as someone who has been uh, dealing with urban farming for quite a while now, um, how different is the experience now um, doing this in the middle of the pandemic? 
It's very tough. It's really tough. You see why? When the first uh, MCO, so everyone uh, know that no one is allowed to be outside the house. So, so this make uh, our effort since 2016 when we signed the MOU with uh, our mayor back then. We need to to manage uh, the farm uh, accordingly. Reason why? Because most of our farms actually been not say funded lah, you know. So we have a grant, you know, from city hall to set up the farm. So when it happened, 2020 March, so no one actually uh, have no idea, you know, how to go about this. So that I can say 90% of our farms, we have about 32 farms eh, uh, under local agenda 21. So about 32 farms, actually 90% of it, 90% of it uh, actually uh, fail uh, miserably because a few months of layoff, no one... Uh, really have the guts to you know to take the risk uh, going to the farm and do all watering maintaining as I said lah doing the weeding and so on so imagine that it's a disaster it's a it's a really heartbreaking lah no so we slow down uh, numbers of them especially those in the school compound we have actually in our urban farming project we have several of project happening in schools in the institution as well and then we have in uh, public area, you know, public area. So, the residence compound is okay. But those actually doing outside, you know, like schools, like the surau, in fact, surau. So, it's very badly all that, uh, affected. So, uh, it happened after the first round of MCO. So, we got to know, like it or not, by or by crook, uh, we need to do something. We need to get approval from the authority, especially police, to allow at least uh, one uh, our participants, at least uh, they can rotating, you know, they can rotate, look after the the farm, or else it's gonna be like the first one. It's a major just uh, profila, you know. So we managed to avoid that happen during the second one, and now the third one getting okay because uh, we already have the momentum so they already know how to do the schedule so they take turn uh, to look after the farm lah, not just abandon it all right uh, from like the first one um, so uh, moving forward um, I think the program is still happening but what what are your plans to make it sustainable okay uh, for the urban farming community urban farming is already happening you know since I think way back lah, more than 10 years. Uh, but we signed the MOU in 2016. But we are, if you are talking about Anjong Planner, so uh, we just started uh, this March, the, on 8 of March, uh, we started. And then, uh, as I said, uh, we have uh, numbers of clients uh, of Anjong Planner. This homeless, there are many more outside there, thousands of them outside there. So uh, we still uh, in, the, in the process of uh, fine-tuning so that we can engage with more people more field expert in this farming so that it can be sustained in the future. So I can see that uh, we already have the big plan, okay, uh, upcoming. That's why I did mention earlier about uh, making the place a center of excellence so that uh, it's not just for the for the those uh, actually call that the target group which is that homeless and the poor, but everyone. And so in fact, that anyone who wanted to learn about farming. They can come to Anjong Planner and then they can learn lah, you know, the basic of uh, farming so that they can practice it. 
they can do it at their the uh, residence i mean the the their place so this can be a very uh, successful model and it can be replicated we can do it elsewhere not just in uh, taman desa we can do it elsewhere in kuala lumpur any space or belong spaces or belong to the government if they allow us to transform it as what we we been doing at uh, taman desa the anjung kelana then will be Uh, great lah, you know, it'll be great for everyone. Uh, as everyone know that during the pandemic, I think people are craving for quality food. So if we can teach them, uh, we can teach everyone, uh, can teach everyone how to to what to plant their own uh, food, uh, vegetables, then it'll be good. So we are actually looking forward to ensure that our food security lah in the in the in the the best ni uh, lah. Place lah, you know. So, uh, what are what are your hopes for the future? Oh, many. If you ask me, since I've been been uh, running, I mean, uh, a lot of community projects. If you ask me personally, I will love to see a Malaysian uh, will be focusing more on the circular economy activity. So, when I say circular economy, which that we as a, as an individual, especially, so we need to. Uh, Take our part, so do our our part lah, you no? Know, do our part to help the government for sure. Okay, not just the government actually is for our environment lah. Like I can say, I'm hoping that everyone will will do practice uh, circular economy so that can manage our own uh, waste so we can minimize waste to be sent to the to the landfill and so on so we can use it, you know, uh, for our own uh, use. Uh, do our farming, you know, using all these recyclables items, you know, instead of just throw it away. And then at the same time, we can educate the young ones, right? So educate the young ones so that they can be a game changer in the future. So the more people understand what is circular economy, so the more that uh, we can we can uh, make Malaysia a better place to stay, lah, you know, a better country, lah. And that will be my dream, lah. And to see more Malaysian uh, aware and really take care of the our mother nature, that's for sure. And then at the same time, uh, we can togetherness uh, tackle this uh, food security issue. So we want to to make sure that Malaysian are living healthy. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Rashdan Rashid, Chairman of Persatuan Kebajikan Golongan Asnaf dan Gelandangan and the President of Persatuan Lestari Alam Malaysia talking about his latest ongoing initiative Kebun Bandar Hijrah Warrior an urban farming program designed for the homeless community to equip themselves with farming skills. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at bfm. FM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Remember to stay at home if possible, practice physical distancing and stay safe. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 
Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.